Welcome to the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast, presented by the Fairfield Inn & Suites, Waco North. This episode's stories from the annual Bob Lilly Celebrity Golf Classic. Hello, everyone. I'm author and oral historian Jackson Michael. This episode of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast is brought to you by the Fairfield Inn & Suites, Waco North. Come visit the Texas Sports Hall of Fame, and when you do, book your stay at the Fairfield Inn & Suites, Waco North. For over 25 years, the Texas Sports Hall of Fame has partnered with Dallas Cowboys legend Bob Lilly for an annual golf tournament to support the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. In this episode, we will bring you stories from the annual event from Bob Lilly and a host of celebrities who have attended over the past several years. The general public can attend the annual golf outing, as well as other outstanding events hosted by the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. Learn more at tshof.org and click on the events tab. You can also follow the Texas Sports Hall of Fame on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The Bob Lilly Celebrity Golf Classic is held each June and is one of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame's most anticipated events of the year. The 2023 tournament brought out 40 celebrities, including Bob Lilly and his Cowboys teammates Mel Renfro and Billy Joe Dupree. The great Nolan Ryan was also one of the many Texas sports legends taking part in the festivities. Many fantastic stories are traded and told throughout the golf outing and banquet. You're going to get to listen in on some incredible Texas sports history in this episode. Legendary Baylor quarterback Don Truel also frequently attends the Bob Lilly Celebrity Golf Classic. He spoke about why the golf tournament is a great event. Yeah, I try to make this every year if I can as kind of a thank you and give back to the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. Probably one of the best kept secrets in Texas. A lot of people don't know about it and they ought to make, take advantage and come and see it because it's a great uh, display of former high school and college and pro athletes in the state of Texas. They have this fundraiser every year. I always try to make it. Best part of it is the golf tournament. If we can uh, cool it off a little bit and keep the rain away. It rained last night at the banquet, but uh, looking forward to it. And it's a great time to see old faces that were teammates maybe or were opponents. And uh, it's just a great time to get together. Don Truel played pro football for the Houston Oilers back in the old AFL days. He once told a story during the golf tournament's banquet about playing for Sammy Baugh in 1964. Slingin' Sammy was the Oilers' head coach that season. I won the Sammy Baugh Award twice when I was in college, my junior year and my senior year, and then ironically, he ends up coaching the Oilers one year. And uh, Sammy was... Uh, you know, was a great player from everything I've heard and all back when he played and all with the records he did and everything. Uh, Sammy was old school. I mean, I can remember us being at practice there on Brazewood in Houston and we had a certain play, you know, like a 26 slant pass 
and Sammy would get mad if it wasn't run right and he'd spit his tobacco out and then he'd just get out on the ground and draw a play on the ground and say, we're going to run it this way. Truel also once talked about how Oilers head coach Pop Ivey signed him to a contract after a collegiate all-star game, although he never actually played a game under Ivey. Pop Ivey signed me at the Kizar Stadium at the East-West game when I was a senior at Baylor. He signed me. And then in June, Bud Adams fired him before we ever had training camp. Then Sammy Ball came in. Then Sammy coached for a year, and then Sammy wanted to go back and take care of his cows in Rotan. And Bones Taylor, who was an assistant, took over. He lasted a year, and then Wally Lim came in. So I had four coaches in six years with the orders, which is kind of tough to get anything done for anybody when you change that often. Then I got traded to Boston in the middle, kind of, and played up there under Hollaback a year and a half, and then played in Canada for two years. It's not just football legends who attend the annual Bob Lilly Golf Classic. Stars from many different sports come out to share in the fun, meet with fans, and exchange stories. Baseball legend Claude Osteen also frequents the event. He once told a story about how he was signed to a major league contract out of high school and pitched against the great Stan Musial when Osteen was just 17 years old. I signed with the Reds because they gave me a major league contract and uh, ended up pitching in St. Louis against Stan Musial and all those old-time great stars, and that was a thrill. You come out in relief, your first appearance, and you're pitching against the Cardinals. What did, what did they tell you? What did your teammates tell you going up against Stan Musial? They told me to just give them your best stuff and hope and pray it stays inside the park. <laughs> <laughs> Very encouraging words. <laughs> and so how did, how did that at bat go? What, what, what happened? Oh, uh, I think I uh, got a ground ball out of him and maybe uh, somebody threw him out. But uh, I didn't pitch very much, maybe an inning. And uh, I was 17 years old at the time and, you know, you had a tendency to feel like maybe you didn't belong there. But uh, I was always a confident pitcher, so I would find a way to make it work. Claude Osteen was traded from the Reds to the American League's Washington Senators during the 1961 season. Good fortune smiled upon Osteen before the 1965 season as he was traded from the Senators to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Osteen was the Dodgers' starting pitcher in Game 3 of the 1965 World Series against the Minnesota Twins. He shared the story with us. Yeah, I had the third game, of course, the circumstances were that we were down two games to none because uh, they had beaten my teammates, Don Drysdale and... Sandy Koufax and I had to pitch the third game and uh, I'm not going to lie to you, I was nervous as a guy could be but once I got out there and threw a couple pitches uh, it was like old stuff and uh, I had had previous success against Minnesota in the American League before I came to the Dodgers. That made a big difference, you knew their lineup. 
big difference because I knew almost all the hitters. Wow. And of course ended up throwing the shutout and turning the thing around for us, but it was Koufax who won the seventh game. Well, that is a hidden story about the 65 World Series that you came on down to nothing. You knew the Minnesota lineup pretty well already and you turned it around. That's kind of a hidden story of the 65 World Series. It was fun. Uh, <laughs> flying back from uh, Minnesota after being down two games done, the third game was in Dodger Stadium. And as I sat on the airplane, of course, everyone knew that I was gonna pitch. And people walking up and down the aisle would tap me on the shoulder and say, you'll get them. Well, by the time I got off the plane, I was a nervous wreck. <laughs> and of course, all I wanted to do is get home and get some sleep. And so, anyway, it turned out very well. And uh, we were uh, really fortunate to win that World Series. Osteen later pitched for the Houston Astros during the 1974 season. After he retired as a player, Osteen became a renowned pitching coach for several teams and coached three pitchers to Cy Young Awards, Steve Carlton, John Denny, and Steve Bedrosian. Steve Carlton won the Cy Young twice under Osteen's tutelage. Bob Lilly played college football at TCU, and you can hear Lilly share stories about his life and career on episode 10 of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast. Lilly played at TCU in the old Southwest Conference days. As you can imagine, many former Southwest Conference stars and former TCU athletes attend the Bob Lilly Celebrity Golf Classic. One year, the famous Blackwood brothers, Lyle and Glenn Blackwood, attended together. The Blackwood brothers grew up in San Antonio and played high school football at Winston Churchill High School. The elder Lyle Blackwood played his college football at TCU before being drafted by the Baltimore Colts in 1973. The younger Glenn Blackwood played college ball at the University of Texas before being drafted by the Miami Dolphins in 1979. Both of the Blackwood brothers eventually played together for the Dolphins. Together, they comprised half of Miami's starting secondary in Super Bowls 17 and 19. Glenn Blackwood shared the story of how the brothers ended up playing in Miami together under head coach Don Shula and defensive coordinator Bill Arnsbarger. We had a defensive back who got uh, hurt against the Colts. We were playing the Colts, actually, which was his old team. And uh, we were, we were uh, Don, Don McNeil pulled a hamstring, and we needed a nickelback. And uh, I just mentioned Orange Barger on the bus heading back. We had won the game, and and I said, well, I know where you can get a good, you know, veteran defensive back. He's in Austin, Texas. Kind of laughed. And I was watching film like two days later, and uh, getting ready for the next game. And I look and I see a guy walk by in the hallway, and, and I looked and I said, Kyle, that looked like my brother. I, I, there's no way. That looked like my brother. And nobody told me that he was coming in. And they signed him. And I think it was like three games later, we were playing Buffalo on Monday Night Football. And I was starting at strong safety, and, and this other guy was at free safety. And he he had, he had didn't have a real good game. Uh, and uh, Lyle came in and just lit up their receivers a couple of times. And 
from that point forward, we started together uh, for the next four years, and it was great fun. Uh, you know, I, I kid around. I say I was run, I was kind of quarterback of the defense back then. So for five years, I got to tell my older brother what to do every day. I really enjoyed that. Uh, but uh, truthfully, we had a really smart team, uh, and we had an immensely smart defense coordinator, Bill Arnsbarger, and he made us all good football players. When we return, we'll hear stories recorded at the 2023 Bob Lilly Celebrity Golf Classic on the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast, presented by the Fairfield Inn and Suites, Waco North. This is Cliff Harris, free safety for the Dallas Cowboys. You're listening to the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast. Enjoy it. When you come to Waco, be sure to stay at the Fairfield Inn & Suites Waco North, located just a short distance from the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. You'll start your day off with a delicious complimentary breakfast, and you'll also enjoy the Fairfield Inn & Suites free Wi-Fi, fitness center, and pool. Next time you bring your team to Waco, Make the Fairfield Inn and Suites Waco North your home base on the road. Welcome back to Stories from the Annual Bob Lilly Celebrity Golf Classic, presented by the Fairfield Inn and Suites Waco North. The 2023 Bob Lilly Celebrity Golf Classic was the 26th rendition of the annual tournament. If you've never been, the experience is fantastic. You get to play golf with some of the greatest names in Texas sports history. There is a banquet held in conjunction with the tournament, and you can mix and mingle with Texas sports legends while enjoying a great dinner. If you've gotten to attend, you know what a great event it is every single year. You can learn how you can attend Texas Sports Hall of Fame events in person at the official Texas Sports Hall of Fame website, tshof.org. That's tshof.org. And click on the Events tab. During this year's banquet for the Bob Lilly Celebrity Golf Classic, Many Texas sports legends came to the microphone to share a story or two with the audience. Here are some highlights from that portion of the evening, starting with former Texas A&M and NFL kicker Tony Franklin. He remains the only kicker in NCAA history to make two 60-yard field goals in a single game. He discussed those two field goals and a 59-yarder that he kicked for the Philadelphia Eagles against the Dallas Cowboys on Monday Night Football. Two 60-yard field goals in one game. What were you thinking before the first one? Just kick it nice and easy. You may not get this chance again. And I was fortunate to make it. And actually, it was really kind of funny. It just barely crept right over the left corner of the crossbar. But the one I hit from 65 was would have been good for about 75. I hit that one pretty good. Did you have to talk to your coach, say, hey, coach, let me do it. I can make it. No, Henry Ballard was my college coach, and 
he knew that I could kick it that far. But what was funny was my rookie year we in the NFL, I was playing for the Eagles. We played Dallas. And it was right before halftime. And we had a penalty on, like, third down. And Dallas declined the penalty. And I, and I didn't say a word. Dick Vermeil just said, go kick it. And I kicked a 59-yarder on Monday Night Football. They had declined the penalty. So I've been pretty blessed. I've had some good coaches to play for. As I mentioned before, football stars aren't the only Texas sports legends who attend Texas Sports Hall of Fame events like the annual Bob Lilly Celebrity Golf Classic. Rodeo star and eight-time world champion bull rider Don Gay was on hand this year and shared some of his experiences. Don, was there ever a time that a bull intimidated you? Every single time. If someone tells you that they're not a little bit afraid when they're getting on a bucking bull, then their elevator does not go all the way to the top. Was there one in particular that you could never conquer, never stay on for eight seconds? No. There's a couple that I still need another chance, but I think they died. (laughs) Did you ever notice the face on the bull when you walked up, they saw it was you, they went, no, well, you know, that's the one thing about rodeo, that there's no cinches. Uh, you can't hardly gamble on it because the bulls don't read your resume. You have to show up and do it every time you tell them to open the gate. You better be on top of your game. How many surgeries have you had? I quit counting, but uh, the insurance companies won't talk to me. <laughs> Worst injury you ever had, Don? I broke my neck in 1973 and they were gonna operate and I didn't have any insurance, so I just put a neck collar on and went on. I I didn't have that surgery. You rode a bull with a broken neck? Yeah. You you are amazing, all right? No, it was either that or go get a real job. Former Texas Rangers outfielder Kevin Mensch shared the true story behind his being given the nickname Shrek when he played for the Rangers. Rusty Greer started the whole thing, so you can thank him and uh, good old Thurman Clyde. Why were you nicknamed Shrek? Uh, (laughs) I think it had just come out and uh, Rusty was trying to quit dipping at the time, so he had a bag full of candy and I would go in there and eat. All the candy was in there, so he said, you know what, I'm going to go tell the media, and I, using some choice words that I'm allowed to say, but he said, and there it was, and here we are, 20 years later. Two members from the Texas Longhorns College World Series winning team of 1975 were on hand, Jim Gideon and Keith Moreland. Moreland also won a World Series in the major leagues with the Philadelphia Phillies. Moreland played third base for the Longhorns, but made it to the major leagues as a catcher. He shared the story at the Texas Sports Hall of Fame during the banquet. You always got to have a break somewhere along, along the line. And for me, it was, uh, they said, uh, we've got a guy in the big leagues that's already hit 130 home runs named Mike Schmidt. Would you like to change positions? Yes. So I volunteered to go to catch and that got me to the big leagues. The 2023 Bob Lilly Celebrity Golf Classic was a rousing success. A record number of Texas sports legends came out to support the cause. There were so many that we wouldn't have the time to name them all during this podcast. 
Of course, some of Lily's Cowboys teammates came out to show support, including Billy Joe Dupree and Mel Renfro. Renfro spoke about attending the tournament and shared some of his technique that made him one of the best defensive backs in NFL history. How cool is it for you to see Billy Joe Dupree and Bob Lilly, some of these guys from the, from the Dallas Cowboys history you were involved in? These are my guys. Great friends and great teammates. and It's the same today as it was back then. So guys out here, we have a great time playing in events like this and supporting efforts like this. You had the most interceptions ever for the Cowboys. What's the secret to getting a pick? Studying your opponent, and every step he makes, you know what that step's going to be. Do you watch the receiver or the quarterback more? I initially watch the quarterback for his drop. You know, there's a two-step drop, a three-step drop, a five-step drop, and that's based on the route the guy's going to run. So first, I just break it down uh, where that quarterback's going to drop, and then I watch that receiver, and I know the type of routes that he runs. 2023 was the 26th year of the Bob Lilly Celebrity Golf Classic. Dallas Cowboys coach Tom Landry originally hosted a golf tournament for the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. A few years ago, I was able to speak with Bob Lilly about Coach Landry and the history of the golf tournament. Well, it started out, I introduced Coach Landry, and he was the one that was hosting the golf tournaments for a few years until he got sick. Uh-huh. And so then Bland Cromwell came down and asked me if I would host the golf tournament and get together on Friday night. And so I did, and I've really enjoyed it. It's really been fun, and I've watched the Texas Sports Hall of Fame grow and been down to many of the inductions. I think that's the great thing about the Texas Sports Hall of Fame is it's a legacy of people before my time and people way after my time and that people can bring their kids or their grandkids down and, and talk to them about people that they've watched play. Or... Yeah, you can share the memories yeah, with so. each other. Now you talked about uh, Coach Landry. What's something that Coach Landry taught you that stayed with you? I think he taught me a number of things. One is to be consistent. And uh, he was a very Christian man and he, he he always uh, had a speaker. Right after we had breakfast, or right before we had breakfast, before the games, usually at one o'clock. And he had rules and regulations, and he enforced them. I mean, like fines. It wasn't like he chewed you out or anything. He just said, "Bob, uh, you're late. It's fifty bucks. It doubles every time." <laughs> <laughs> that adds up. My first year, I got the nope, the playbook and the whole bit. It had all the fine schedule. So, but that was that, and the fact that he knew so much about football that he he was able to convey that to us, so that we could understand. Although we, you did, you have to learn by doing, but at least we knew what we were supposed to be doing. You know, in the early years, after about two years, you either were going to make it or you weren't. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, but anyway, I think consistency and a uh, fine man, just a very honorable person who said what he meant and meant what he said and he he set a great example for all of us and I think all the players that played under him for a few years or several years in my case he was a kind of like a father figure and he portrayed the ideals 
I think that we would all like for our children to do, and so that's I think that was good. One thing he taught us that I didn't mention that was extremely important in everybody's life was we had goal setting, and it was the team goal, and that was for the offense to score minimum 21 to 23 points, the defense to hold them 17. <laughs> but then he broke it down to offense and defense. Then he broke it down to offensive line and quarterback and running backs, blocking backs. And then he broke it down to individuals. So you had a goal every year when you went to training camp of mistakes, like Bob, you made about five or six mistakes last year that hurt us. And I don't want you to make any more than one or two this year. I mean, we had goals and we tracked them every week, red and blue. Blue was good and red was bad. And they tracked the team, like how many yards we allowed rushing. He said, we want to stop them for 100 yards or less. So even Jim Brown, a lot of times we stopped him for 100 yards or less. One game he, he, he got 200 yards. <laughs> but anyway. There's a famous picture of you pulling Jim Brown down from behind. Do you, do you remember that? I remember that was my second year, I think, that picture. First year when we played in Cleveland, he had, all Coach Landry could talk about was Jim Brown because he had coached against him when he was at New York. He always had held him in the highest regard. So I played defensive end my first year, and I played to run very well. Jim was coming around my end, and I was over here by the sideline, and Jim was running right at me, and I was braced to hit him, and he jumped right over me like five foot off the ground. And I look back and he's running for a touchdown. I'm thinking to myself, I may be in the wrong league. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it, it, it worked out well. I got to be real good friends with him at the Pro Bowl and played against him for six years. And he was really great. He was great. But uh, anyway, Coach Landry imparted all these ideals. He lived them and then we got them. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame podcast presented by the Fairfield Inn and Suites, Waco North. Come visit the Texas Sports Hall of Fame in Waco. And when you do, book your stay at the Fairfield Inn and Suites, Waco North. Remember that you can attend events such as the annual Bob Lilly Celebrity Golf Classic and other events hosted by the Texas Sports Hall of Fame and the annual Texas Sports Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Visit tshof.org and click on the events tab to learn more. That's tshof.org.